Hello mga fellow kababayan! Welcome to Reclaiming Filipinx Identity. For my newcomer listeners, welcome guys! This is Reclaiming Filipinx Identity with stories of our Filipino Americans in Hawaii. Today on Reclaiming Filipinx episode 11, I have the honor and privilege with talking to current Miss Kauai Filipina 2019, Miss Tiffany Sagusho. A little background story. I met Tiffany from orientation. She was one of my mentees past summer. And let me tell you, this girl has a lot of energy and she is so passionate and she's on it like she's the very first time i even i met her like when she when like me and my partner tina for the orientation when we like were doing energizers like she was like so like she had so much energy i was like whoa but without further ado i welcome the stage hi tiffany Hi! Welcome to Reclaiming Filipinx Identity. Thank you for ha- having me on your podcast. I feel so honored. I know. Um, ever since last this, uh, wait, last semester. Dang it! It feels like a two years with this quarantine thing. I'm losing track. It really does. <laughs> but honest, ever since orientation, like. You have like a big energy that like just continues to like fire others like Oh, thank you. I never really thought about it. I just keep my big smile on for others because I just love your smile. And it's working. <laughs> yeah. And to get started, can you please formally introduce yourself? Okay, hi everyone. I am Tiffany Segusio. From Kauai Island, I'm also known as your Miss Kauai Filipina 2019. I just got into college at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, and I'm majoring in communications. Wow. Some people call me Dory, because of her bubbly personality, <laughs> how energetic. And then you said, um, do you have a gender pronoun you go by? Yeah, I go by, I go by her. Okay. I you asked that question. I had an ethnic studies class last semester, Mm -hmm. and I remember every class we'd always reintroduce ourselves, and then they'd always put to include like include like our gender pronouns, and I'd always think, um, "What is that? Why do we have to do that?" And Mm -hmm. then I realized, you know, everyone is different. Everyone should be accepted and included. So I thought that was a good touch. And this podcast is open for anyone so safe space yes so you mentioned that you're miss kawaii filipina you are a communications major and you also have a passion for multimedia journalism yes i came into college very undecided i didn't really know what i wanted to be all i knew is that i had a passion for creating videos and making something i was always kind of good at because i've been doing it since i was in high school and it just made me happy <laughs> Podcast. I love getting to know people's story mm-hmm. and sharing it. So the storytelling is so like very unique, and there's so much more. It is, and it's like not even the fact that you're all about scripting, editing, and 
filming and all that, but it's getting to connect with your person and the mm-hmm. story makes it very unique and it's like when you get to know that person with to their story, you'll be able to understand like where they where they came from kind of thing. Yeah. That's what it is. So Tiffany, you mentioned that you were born on Kauai, right? I was born on Kauai, but my mom and dad both came from the Philippines. Except my dad came when he was super young, so he grew up on Kauai. That's interesting. Now that I realize, a lot of people from Kauai are second generation. Yes, because I'm not really sure. I didn't even know that. No. <laughs> I asked my mom and she yeah. said third, and I'm like, I don't know if that's right. But Tiffany, if I have to ask you something for you, what makes our Filipino-American culture so important? What makes my culture important? Honestly, I haven't really been in touch with my culture until I got into college. Because at home, my although my parents, they like speak it sometimes, they watch TFC and all the Filipino traditions going on. I, um, I never really learned a lot about my roots. So I found it important because you have to know where you come from in order to grow from it and like share your culture with everyone else because we're all different being filipino for me it's like i learned about the hardships my parents had to go through in order to get here and my grandparents as well and it just makes me feel very thankful because they came here and sacrificed a lot for me so i could have a better I feel like everything starts at college most of the time. Yes, it does. Honestly, like I thought I really knew a lot about my culture mm-hmm. until I got here and I felt so lost. <laughs> it's so it's such an eye-opening experience when you realize how different you are because of your culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like um, a lot of people came up to me this year and the number one question people ask you is like oh what's your ethnicity or where did you come from (laughs) it's it's so um i never really thought about how important that question is Mm -hmm. until i got here and a lot of people are like oh wow i wish i was filipino have you did you ever felt ashamed when people ask you like what you're proud when you say it or do you kind of like shy away and like, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, Filipino, or, you know. <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's, mm-hmm. before I came to Oahu, I kind of was, yes. Before, mm-hmm. before I even ran in the pageant, yes, I was still ashamed of my culture because it's so common to be Filipino and you mm-hmm. want to be different sometimes. I remember in elementary school when people would ask me, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say Filipino with pride because a lot of my not to be mean or anything mm. but through my experience I used to think being white was cool or if you were Hawaiian that was so cool because it's so rare but when I, I didn't understand because I was so young but there were so many Filipinos at my school so I thought I was just like everyone else there was nothing special about me until until I started growing up and accepting my roots and where I came from and I came to different having to be 100% Filipina. I'm yeah. 
kind of relate to you on that point because I think before making this entire podcast thing, I didn't expect myself to like learn Filipino. Like what you said, because I was in the K-pop phase. I was very K-pop fanatic. I wanted to be Korean, learn Korean. My first year of college, and then I took just first one IP class. And that class was IP Basics for Philippine Pop Culture with Kuya Jason. I really want to get to know my history more. That this is where it all started, and you're right. It's it's just that questioning our identity can come through so much more. That's so true. I had that phase. <laughs> I had that phase in high school. I remember. I've always, I was always like, wow, I want a Korean boyfriend. <laughs> there was even a time I told my mom, I was like, mom, I don't want to marry a Filipino husband. <laughs> I want to have a Korean boyfriend. And she's like, why? Filipinos are the best. So, yeah, I, I understand you on that one too. Like, ever since I took my ethnic studies class, mm-hmm. It made me realize how important my culture is, and that's that's what makes me the person I am. Do you want to expand on your ethnic studies ex- class experience? Being in ethnic studies, as much as I did not like how much work or how often we had class discussions, because at first I was scared to talk in front of a bunch of strangers since it's a new people from all over the world. Was I was afraid. Throughout the semester, I learned we have our differences, and although we have differences, we all can relate in a way. So it made me more thankful and appreciative of who I was. Hmm. Because it wasn't really that great, <laughs> to be honest. Oh. I remember, because I mean, my first semester, I was really lost. I didn't mm. know what college was like. I felt so I didn't feel depressed I just felt sad because I just didn't know who I was what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and so I like that ethnic studies wow um, I wish I took out but just hearing you talk about it just like when you really get to know who you are in that like your very beginning year of college it really sets that foundation yes. and a lot of it a lot of the class I got really close with the TAs is RJ and Sabrina. I remember I had multiple breakdowns throughout the first semester, so I go to them all the time, and they'd always be like, "Oh my gosh, you should come to this Filipino meeting," you know. And they'd always talk about how cool it was to be Filipino. I'd be mm-hmm. so confused sometimes, <laughs> but then they made me realize, like the way I saw how excited they talk about proud to be, in mm-hmm. a way. Like your fellow, um, as they call it, Kasamas. Yeah. During your first year of college, first first semester, or was it the af- before? Um, I'm still holding the title right now, actually. I just got the title the beginning of college. And then from that point, like, did you have like a promise when you took that role? Yes. I'm still trying to fulfill my promises and my goals I made. But it's been kind of hard. But I made a promise to myself to, aside from like, you know, going out into the community and helping others, to accept me for who I am, accept my culture, learn more about my culture. 
and be able to share that with others as well. And even if you're not Filipino, I wanna, I wanna be like a role model and inspire others to ex their cultures. And you're doing that right now with your mukbang Mondays, and I think all the amazing projects that you have in store for yourself. Yes, I don't know. I had that goal in mind a while ago. I just had to take a lot of motivation in me to finally get started on it. Mm-hmm. During this quarantine is a great time to get started on all the projects you want to do, everyone. PSA. Yes, it's the quarantine to start something, but it's okay to not be productive all the time. Like it's it's okay like this moment right now. Like it's collect your thoughts and like really trying to understand like what do I want to do, and then setting that plan for yourself so that at least you don't. Fall back. You have something. You don't fall back without not having a plan. Yes, it's all about self care and self improvement. I feel like what I had a hard time on with understanding when I during my reign as Miss Hawaii Filipina is having really own up to who I am mm-hmm. and my feelings and everything. Because, like I said earlier, during my first semester, I felt very sad because I felt. But I usually like cover it and hide it. I kept thinking, you know, I'm Miss Kauai Filipina. I have to be happy for the people. I have to be a good role model. I can't sad part of Tiffany, but at the same time, even though I may be seen as a normal person behind all of the glam, I'm still and I still have feelings. So that's what, that's something that I learned a lot about this Miss Kauai Filipina title as well. Loving how you mentioned that, cause. Uh... I think it was three episode ago. I was able to interview Miss Oahu Filipina, and one advice she gave、um, for anyone is when it comes to just being in that title itself. It is trying to really find yourself and like knowing that we're not just、um, someone who, who upholds a title, but someone who who can be authentically real with with their fellow with their fellow Kababayan. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly how I think about pageantry. It's not about faking your smiles and just carrying a crown. It's you can you can buy a crown anywhere、mm-hmm. without having to do a pageant, but you don't learn from you know your hardships. And I guess where I'm going with this is, do you have a for yourself as a pinai? I was literally just talking about.、This. I guess my goal is just still learn how to accept myself and make my parents proud of what I'm doing,、mm-hmm. and to make my family Filipinos, everyone. I feel like even more so with this title on me, a lot of people look up to me.、Mm-hmm. So I just want. My goal is just to be the best version of myself that I can be for everyone else. Force, <laughs> smile.、Mm-hmm. I want it to be so genuine because that's what it feels more rewarding.、Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned you started getting involved with our community during college, but is there any prior to it before coming to Oahu? I first got involved with the Filipino American community by. Council because of the pageant,、mm-hmm. and from there 
I got involved with the Tagalog class with Tita Ime, and so I was put into the Kahitan club, and then that's that's how I got involved. Before before the pageant, I was never really connected to my culture, so it helped me understand myself. And once you're enrolled in a Filipino language, you're enrolled in a Filipino club. Yes, I was so happy when I heard that, actually, mm-hmm. because I wanted to join a club, but I didn't know which club, and I didn't even know they had a Filipino club, so... You're, t- you're Tagalog, or are you Ilocano? I'm both, but I think my family speaks more Ilocano, so I took Tagalog instead. That doesn't make sense, but, you know, I'm <laughs> I'll learn, and then I'll teach. Mm-hmm. So funny. But because Tagalog is like the national quotation language that people kind of speaks. That's true. But Ilocano is always being offered by Black um, in Hawaii, so it's for free. So if you ever want to learn Ilocano, also like it's. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. For those interested in learning about Ilocano, follow Laing Hawaii. Now let's get back to the program. Going back to my goals, I remember it. You know, after this semester, I realized being able to go to college on the mainland, mm-hmm. I really wanted to take this opportunity to share my culture elsewhere as well. So that was a goal of mine. After this semester, you're going to Washington. Yes, I am. Doesn't mean I didn't like you, age. <laughs> it's just saying I feel, I feel like I have a need to go out somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know? And that makes sense because... When you're in Hawaii for so long, and when you finally have the opportunity to move um, to the continental states, you get to see the diversity of how they represent Filipino. Because Filipinos are represented really different in the states compared to here in Hawaii. Yes, that is very true. I remember my second roommate I had, <laughs> she directly told me, I haven't met a Filipino until I met She's from Oregon. Like, oh! Whoa, yeah, I think she's more from like the country area. Because I know there's a lot of Filipinos in Oregon. The um, southern part of Oregon. And to transition a bit, have you ever faced any struggle or hurdles about being Filipino? Especially because being the only Filipino in your friend group or anything, it can be hard. And just wanted to a little ask you about that. Well, my hurdles, the only ones I could think of is when I was in elementary, to be honest with you, Chachi, because when I started growing older, I understood more and accepted myself more. But I remember as a kid, I, I really thought that being Filipino wasn't cool at all. Like, like I said earlier, there's a lot of Filipinos, but I used to think they weren't cool because of the jobs they had, what I observed as a kid, because a lot of Filipinos worked as housekeepers or custodians, a lot of lower class jobs, so I thought I don't wanna I don't wanna say it like it's me, but I thought that like my future as well. But and so that's like I think the mentality I had about being Filipino was a hurdle for me. So having to get over it. But I realized, you know, we're we're hardworking people, we persevere, we care for our family. That's what helped me realize that we're so much more than like the title, the job titles or title people. Like I think when I got to learn more about the traditions we had, like noodle fighting and learn more food to cook, like adobo and we're really like no other culture and it makes me I like what you said about like 
do I call it like childhood like um, yeah because sometimes when we're young like we don't really know and understand anything until we're older like we there's a lot of grandparents say you, you will understand when you get older and this is the age it's a lot of uncertainties but we begin to understand as we go along with life now I can think of a recent one okay so this one was at the beginning of the college my college experience I remember coming here and although I've been born in Hawaii, it was still kind of a culture shock for me coming here because of um, here at UH Manoa, there's a lot of people from the mainland and a lot of white people. So I remember being in my orientation group that you were also a part of. Yes. Literally the only Filipino girl there. Wait, really? Yes, I was. Everyone else there was all above 4'11" all white, all from the mainland. I was the only Filipino girl there besides you. I remember going around campus and I felt like none of them wanted to talk to me because I wasn't white. So I just felt so out of place because of my culture then. And then I realized, you know what? I was different. I, <laughs> I had culture in me. And I was proud to be the only brown-skinned girl there. Oh my gosh, I'm just looking at the picture right now and I'm just like, you're right, you are the only one. That's why, when I first, Chachi, I have to tell you, when I first found out my orientation group, I wanted to cry because I've always had that experience with white people where I feel like they don't want to be my So I... I just thought that, and then I met my friend Kelsey mm -hmm. in the group, and so I realized, you know what, this will be fine. You're like the lucky token. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that was so funny, though, now I that I think about it. I didn't know that until I looked at the picture. I'm like going to the Instagram right now, I was like, you're, oh, she's right. There's nothing wrong with being the black sheep, honestly. It's the fun out of it. Like, you can be the only Filipino, but honestly, being the only one can actually show them, like, there's more to what we are being stereotyped as. That's so true. And to wrap things up slowly, is there one thing that you want to learn about the Filipino culture? Well, I want to learn, this might sound like a very random thing, but I really want to learn about life in the Philippines by going and experiencing for myself because it's been a while since I've been back and I know things have been different, but I just want to go back to my root and see where my parents came from, where my grandparents were, and just feel the Filipino culture. And immerse to it. Yeah, of course to the Filipino culture. But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much though for having me on your podcast. It means a lot. I love having experiences like this. And to end, I'm adding a little segment which is asking our guests if there's any certain phrases, words that they want to learn in Filipino. So here is Miss Tiffany's Tagalog word of the day or phrase of the day. Stay healthy because of the corona or something. <laughs> Stay healthy from corona. Disclaimer, if you guys are listening and you feel like the translation is off, feel free to let me know. In Tagalog... Malitiling kayo lahat maging malus sa coronavirus. Wow, that's a lot! Because manitili means stay, and then malusog means help. Diyaman na kanyo amin na ding ding ngag tatuna podcast. 
Thank you everyone for listening to episode 11 featuring Miss Kawaii Filipina Tiffany Sagusho. If you want to follow her and stay connected with her, um, her socials will be in the descriptions below. And as always, you can keep up with her in her Instagram for her mukbang Mondays, every Mondays. And for any latest updates with her, follow her in her socials. Also, if you want to keep connected with me, follow me at Reclaiming Filipinx Identity. And if you want to be featured on the podcast and leave a voice message, download Anchor FM and you can do that also. But I really appreciate you guys for being a supporters. If you want to consider in supporting me, please share this podcast with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Anyone you can think of in the Filipino community, agamanat kayo amin. Salamat. Kita kids for the next episode. I wonder who could that be. If you have any recommendation, who should I interview next? Please DM me on Instagram at Reclaiming Filipino Identity. As always, bye guys.